You know what? No, it's good that you check it now because there's been times where you don't check it and it doesn't record. <laughs> there's times where people are like, oh, oh, you've been recording? Hold on, let me piss real quick and then I'll shut something off. And then when they so, come back, I'm like, I left it recording. It's fine. There and you go. I've like, <laughs> yeah. And then I've lost like 45 minute great interviews to just like, two of them. son of a. <laughs> two of them, yeah. <laughs> If you want to be a member of our nerdy metal community, hit the subscribe button. If you have any comments or suggestions, hit us up at worshipandtributenerd at gmail.com. This week on the show, we talked to Johnny McBee from The Browning about his obsession with bowling. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Michael, a.k.a. Rickshaw. Welcome to Worship and Tribute Nerd, the show where metal dudes nerd out. Um, today, we have a special episode. I have my friend Johnny here Johnny from Sweet. The Browning. Say hello, Johnny. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's been a while since we talked. And also, I forgot to introduce my co-host, Fuzz. Hey, guys. Sorry about that. <laughs> Usually, it happens. <laughs> Not important. It never have been. It's cool. <laughs> I'm used to it. But, you know, before we before I start, Johnny, it, it was a very special day yesterday. Yesterday was... Star Wars Day. Star Wars Day, <laughs> May the 4th. And it was Buzz's birthday. It's true. It was my birthday. And we usually do a little something before we get into all the interviewing and the talking and the nerdiness. But I definitely got Fuzz a present because... What was the name? Nick, Nick Twaddle. Twaddle. Yes. Nick Twaddle listens to the show and he hit me up and he goes bro isn't it your boy's birthday coming up and i was like yeah it is weird that he knew that yeah and (laughs) i was like you know i guess he was just watching the show and you brought up you know your your birthday was on star wars day yes and he's like bro i've got an idea of something you should get him and i was like honestly i was thinking some other things but that's perfect i'm in and i knew exactly where to get it first off this bag (laughs) this bag is incredible (laughs) but yeah the reveal i'm thinking he's gonna love it and hate it at the same time (laughs) (laughs) show show the camera jar jar this guy dude Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks, the worst thing that ever <laughs> happened to Star Wars was Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, he was like, he was like, you know what, you should get your boy for Star Wars Day and his birthday, something Jar Jar Binks. I don't know what. I was like, hell, it's genius. No, yeah. this is awesome. You know, I mean, I hated Jar Jar Binks. He was the devil, but I still yeah. love Star Wars, so it works out for me. Dude, I mean, Thank you know, you. I you're like a wonderful Jar Jar. friend. Yeah, I mean. He was he wasn't what we all wanted when we no, were kids and no. we were going into the episode one with our expectations. But I think he left a legacy he behind him. He did the <laughs> hatred of every Star Wars fan. Right. But no, thank you. I appreciate my wonderful gift. Thank you very much. Ain't no problem, dog. Anyways, it was it was a good Star Wars day. I didn't get to watch any Star Wars, but you know, I did some ill shit. But did you do anything, Johnny, for Star Wars Day? Um no, just chilled. And sorry, my light's gonna keep dying. I'm just gonna leave it off. So we're we're talking in the dark. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, I actually we've been. I I live like out in the middle of nowhere now, and so I don't really have good enough internet to stream everything, uh, oh, like damn. Netflix and stuff. And so we mm. got we've been collecting DVDs from people, and my cousin just gave us 
every single Star Wars movie that there is. That's sick. And uh, I thought Hell about yeah. that yesterday, but I didn't do anything about it. So, but I did think about it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't there, watch anything. There are times, you know, you you think about your adult life, and you're like, bro, the only thing I'm gonna do today is watch Star Wars. And then you're like, I didn't watch Star Wars one bit today. <laughs> when, nope. when we did the Star Wars, epi- Star Wars episodes, it was like I had to get in the mindset to watch nine different f***ing movies. Yeah. And it was tough. Like, being an adult with yeah. a child, it was like, okay. Well, we, we so, so we've done some things on the show that were, like, really, honestly tough to do. It was like we did, we did one week... Uh, it was like, hey, let's watch all the prequels. And then we're going to meet and we're going to do like an hour long video talking about the prequels. And it was like, su- it yeah. was honestly really tough. Was, you know what I mean? It, it was, was like, like school again. It was tough to like retain <laughs> all the information and the plot and then yeah. talk about it. And then the next week we did, then the next week we did like the the originals. And then the next week we did uh-huh. the new ones. And it was just like, by the end of it, I was like, I was like, I have found my new love for Star Wars again, but then I also am not going to watch Star Wars for a while Dude, after that. Anakin's so. still a bitch. <laughs> but the ones that He's, I'll rewatch, the series I'll rewatch a bunch is all the Hobbits, Lord of the Rings, all those. See, I see I'm biased against Lord of the Rings because I never read the books and mm-hmm. I had expectations for like Sauron coming back you know like in most no like modern stories the bad guy will come back for that moment and then everyone has to like hail mary uh a way to defeat the villain but that story he never came back and i was like wait what did we did they leave that out or something and everybody's like no he just doesn't come back and i'm like what do you guys like this for Oh, yeah, I love yeah. it. My, my wife loves it too. She's she's not much of a nerdy person, but we sat down and we binge watched all the Hobbit stuff, and she absolutely loved it. And so nice, I can back that. I'm all about it. Hell yeah! I mean, even though it's not my favorite, I back it. I back nerdy stuff. Yeah, it's it's all, sick. All the, the, book, time. the books are amazing. I, I enjoyed the books growing up. I didn't care for the movies because I can't sit still that long. So yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> was <laughs> that's like I have a thing against. I don't know. Like maybe not. Maybe I'm just. I don't know. Like whenever Endgame gave us three hours, I was like, yeah, different. give me more. That's different. But whenever Hobbit gave us three hours, I was like, oh man, like I've had to pee <laughs> like three times in this movie. Right. It's, it's kind of like a really short book too. The um, oh really. Yeah, the book's only like, I'm pretty sure, like 180 pages or something. And so yeah. to get three movies out of it, I thought was pretty pretty impressive. Obviously, they're going to do anything they can to milk it. But right. uh, I would watch more of it. I, I love it. I hope they do some stuff before. Um, there's like a bunch of books that are from before even The Hobbit, and I would love to love to watch that stuff. Right. And it's like, to me, it's like between the berry to me. Like, if you're going to put out an album where every song is like, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes long, and it's like this huge, epic, long album, I listened to Colors, and I was like, yeah, that's dope. And then they started doing it for, like, every album, and I was like, all right, guys, I don't want no Return of the King or <laughs> or the, no. the ta- what's the tower? Twin- I, the- I, I thought they stopped making <laughs> records after Alaska came out. I didn't know they kept making music. <laughs> They made novels after after Alaska. So, <laughs> but anyways, anyways, yeah, Johnny, uh, me and Johnny, J- Johnny is the singer of the Browning, and you write all the music for the Browning, correct? Yeah, 
Okay. And I also, the reason that we met was Iwabo and As Blood Runs Black did a tour in Europe and you were filling in on vocals yeah. for them. And yeah. that's how we kind of started hanging out and playing Mario Kart and shit like that. So, <laughs> yep. But, but I will have to admit, I, and, I, and I talked to you about this before you know, we did this. Uh, I, there was a point in time where, like, I think I saw you at, in Kansas, Warp Tour, and you, you were like, dude, Browning's playing here, I think, right? Wasn't Browning playing? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And so then we met up and we're hanging out, and then someone after you had left was like, that guy used to talk so much shit about your band, and I was like, <laughs> What are you? I was like, "What are you talking about?" That was that was like my homie. We played Mario Kart all the time, <laughs> and they were like, "Yeah, he he said something." He's the person. I don't even remember who told me at first, mm -hmm. so it was probably just the stupidest thing. But they were like, "He said, if anyone's gonna make like metal electronic." mixed together music it's gonna be the browning not i wrestled a bear once what? and i and i was like that doesn't sound like him but it also really offends me if it's true because like <laughs> mario kart y'all bonded over mario kart like that's <laughs> real that's on a, that's a whole nother level yeah no, i any band that's doing the combination of electronics and metal i like ten thousand percent back like no matter who it is no matter what they're doing so like I'm all about it, and honestly, the whenever you told me that, I thought I was crazy because uh, on that tour with his Blood Runs Black, I had already been doing the Browning because I started doing the Browning when I was like 15, mm -hmm. and uh, I didn't know how I would do the Browning live though at the time. I didn't know how I would do the synthesizers and all that, and so right. the tour that I did with you, um, I straight went to your drummer. I was like, "What is that? And what are you doing? <laughs> like, how yeah. are you doing yeah. this?" And right. then he showed me, and then I was like, I can do the Browning. And so then after that tour, I stopped being with his brothers Black and went and started the Browning full-time. So, like, Iwabo is, like, the whole reason I was even able to start the Browning full-time, because y'all showed me how to do it. Damn. See, like, and I'm over here all butthurt and being like, <laughs> And then, because, like, even when we, you know, we met Brian, and we did some tours with Brian, and I was, he would be like, yeah, Johnny. And I'd be like, I'm not that guy. <laughs> Apparently he was talking shit, and you know, and then he let it go, huh? <laughs> Jesus. Well, you no know, he looks there, old, there's times you know? like I don't know. There's times where you bond with someone, and you go like, I would never think in a million years that guy would talk shit about me, and then someone says, "Oh, well, he was," and then you're like, "Oh, play <laughs> 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 Mario Kart." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a pink DS, and we played Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> it was funny too because before that tour. um because that, that was the first tour that I had done with his Blood Runs Black. And before the tour, um, they were talking a bunch of stuff on Horse the Band because they were like Nintendo core and nerdy. And they heard they just sit around and play Game Boys all day. And I'm like, that's what I'm about to do. <laughs> and so the whole tour, that's all we did. We played Mario Kart. We played all this stuff. And I right. was I was all about it. Uh, it was me, you, Adam Vid from Oceano, Vigil from Ghost Inside. I was doing some Pokemon and some Mario Kart. It was good. Hell yeah. It was a good time. That, yeah, that was a long time ago, and it was mm -hmm. crazy that our first European tour had so many like bands that would eventually do a lot of crazy stuff, and then mm -hmm. you know, and that's where we all met. So that was like super weird, and and you know that that's another thing that came with like 
how hurt I was. <laughs> I was like, I met so many friends on that tour. Why would he do that? Yeah, yeah that, that was a big time life changing tour for me. I mean, that was that was my first tour that I had ever done. I was only eighteen years old, so it was nice. a big time life event for me. Right. So uh, when you were singing for As Blood Runs Black, did you bring the motherfucking ruckus? <laughs> I, I let the crowd do that. I yeah, I said show. it. Yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right never mind okay oh yeah and i was just telling fuzz too i was like there's times i was like i thought it was crazy at the end of that tour when they were like yeah you know johnny was johnny was good but you know i think we might just just keep looking for another vocalist to do full-time and i was like i've heard that kid like scream on stage without the microphone and you could still hear it out in the crowd because his vocals are yeah. so heavy like and they're just like <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, he just doesn't have our vibe. And I'm like, what? Shit talking, motherfuckers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a. That tour was a huge eye opening experience because I, I mm. like I said, I hadn't toured before that. And, but I was writing Browning since way before that. And they, uh, and I don't mind talking crap about his blood and his black, by the way. Like, 100%. I'm fine with it. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> but they, uh, yeah, they were talking stuff on the Browning. They thought the music was stupid and all this stuff. And, but I was in, you know, in their band. And then, um, they just, for me, I was 18 years old, straight edge, no plan on ever not being straight edge. I'm still straight edge now. And, uh, they were like, well, we'll see how long that lasts touring with us. And I'm like, we'll see how long I'm with you. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. So after that tour, I went back, um, to LA and recorded songs with them. We were in the studio and, um, after about a month of me eating like boxed rice, living in the little rental space that they had for a recording studio, I was like, I'm going home. <laughs> Damn. So, well, that, you I know. mean, it sounds like things worked out, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm all about it. I like, I think about that sometimes about how, um, happy I am for that experience. Cause it just showed me I wanted to do it full time and that mm. I wanted to do it with the Browning, you know? Hell yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Make music you liked making. Yeah, exactly. And Weird stuff. Especially <laughs> like, and there's one thing like, especially starting at that point, like 2010, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like starting there and then progressing into, you know, 2021, like if there's one thing that everyone has learned, it's I can do it by myself. I can mm-hmm. write it all by myself. I could do it my way and then put it out how I want. You know what I mean? Yep. Like yeah, especially sure. right now. So, yeah. And in, in the modern world, production is so easy to uh, manipulate everything. I mean, where you see me sitting right now, it's, uh, we just built this, um, house that we're living in now, but it's literally metal ceilings right above me. And with post-production, mm-hmm. like I'm sitting right here recording vocals with a metal ceiling six inches from my head and it sounds perfect. Right. And so it's yeah, like, it's no matter what, so awesome. it, you can just make it good no matter what you got going on. And it's just, that's the beauty, but also like the biggest double-edged sword in the music industry with so much music coming out. But, um, right. Yeah. I'm all about it because yeah, I'm this, this next record, um, is fully self-produced by me. I'm recording, mixing, mastering everything. Damn. Yeah. That's dope. It's a lot, uh, a lot of work, but worth it. Yeah. We were actually, we, we talked to Brian a few weeks ago and or maybe a month ago or something like that. Uh, I don't know. Time when you're old time is just uh, like, I've got nothing, man. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, we I, were. I vaguely remember the trip down there, much less oh. when we talked to him. 
That's what a few beers and some medicine will do to you. You know what I mean? <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. But, you know, in Austin, they like the medicine. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know where you're going with that. <laughs> it's a vegetable. Uh, it's a vegetable. Broccoli. <laughs> um, anyway. But, yeah, anyways, you know, when we asked Brian, like, what's the browning got in its future? You know, looking at the – since we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel for, you know, mm-hmm. tool, like the pandemic being over and touring beginning, is there anything – you know, being worked on for tours or anything like that? No, tours-wise, there isn't anything just because my management and everyone, we're just, I don't want to, like, book stuff and reschedule and reschedule and yeah, yeah. just right, perpetually right. reschedule. So my thought is just completely wait till like, I see someone about our size tour and it be successful. Mm-hmm. And then I'll worry about it, you know? For sure. Um, and because I just don't want to be stressing myself out over rescheduling a bunch of crap and just worrying about it. So I've just right. been full on writing like the whole time that we've been off. And I took my time with it because everyone was also like, well, we don't know what we would do for a cycle without any tours happening because we didn't know if this was going to last three years or something. And so I wasn't rushing to write an album. I've taken like literally this whole like year and a half off or whatever, just working on music kind of passively but um also quite a bit and so i'm actually finishing vocals right now on the record i have the all 12 songs done and just recording vocals now and um kind of our thought would be to do release this album and then me hurry up and do another one because i have like a ton of songs written and then once touring starts do like a a two-part like two new cds like part one part two big headlining tour or something Nice. That would be tight. No. Yeah, and and it's exciting right now to see what happens with touring. You know what I mean? Because yeah, at at my work, they just gave us the okay to not wear masks. Yeah. Really. (laughs) Yeah. Texas. Gotta love Texas. Yeah, Texas. (laughs) But at the same time, you know, like the first day I did, I'm fully vaccinated, so it was like the Mm -hmm, first day. Yeah, the first day I did it, it's optional. What it is is optional. And so a lot of my coworkers were like, Well, you're vaccinated, bro. Why don't you you're the you're the one person that works here that should should go maskless at this point and just like uh-huh. ease customers into it, you know? And I'm like, Yeah. Damn, you guys are right, you know. And then uh so for the first night on a Friday night, I had to I worked the bar top and I I I just kept getting nasty looks and then I kept getting people, people pulling their face mask over when I would come talk to them. And (laughs) then, so, so then the next night Mm -hmm. I I had to like every, literally every table all night was just like, just let you guys know I'm fully vaccinated and our business has lifted the mask mandate. And so it's optional for us employees, but since I am vaccinated, you know, I just wanted to let you know. And it's like, and so then it was like, but it's still like, a lot of, you know, a lot of breath to Bullshit. like explain to like hundreds of people <laughs> that you serve all night. <laughs> right. Yeah, I I don't know um, when because it could go one of two ways. Like right when they start touring again, everyone wants to go, or still only half the people are comfortable with doing it or something. And so right. that's why I said I'm I'm just gonna wait until a band our size like tours and has success. Because I don't right. want to be the band that goes out there and only freaking, you know, 50 people show up. So so, so where are you at? Where are you? Um, I'm in Missouri. 
um, in the middle, in the middle of the country in Missouri. And so, um, it's been very laxed about all of it the whole time, you know, mm -hmm. everyone here right. is chilling. It's no one's really worrying about much at all. And there wasn't really any cases or anything around here. And so it's mm -hmm. just been super chill because everyone's distanced from each other anyways. I mean, the store we shop at, there's never more than the, sh the store owner and two people in there anyways. And so <laughs> right. it's like, awesome. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's been really chill. There's, um, where I bowl at is in Kansas and Kansas is very like hardcore about, um, everything. And so like, if I'm going out and about to a bigger city, like I wear the masks and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, but where I am, like there's like not enough people, I think to even worry about it, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I would, I might, if I was in your area, I might worry about like Jason Voorhees instead of, <laughs> you know, <laughs> COVID-19. So yeah, we got, we got, pack of like 50 coyotes in the woods behind their house that might be a little more scary that's terrifying <laughs> dude yeah do you ever do you ever wake up naked and you're like oh my god full moon <laughs> <laughs> all the time <laughs> so, I mean, all the time <laughs> more than you would think no. really <laughs> you're like blood all over your mouth not again <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, yeah i i love being out here it's just um especially with writing music and stuff it's nice to walk outside and not be cluttered like you saw my yard through this like we we oh, live yeah. on like a three acre litter plot right here and um can walk outside and you just hear birds in the wind instead nice. of like cars and sirens you know and so people yelling me, it's at like each a, other yeah exactly it's a nice like <laughs> ear cleanse and like brains cleanse whenever i'm just sitting here grinding music and whatnot oh, that's sick yeah that is sick there All was there was a point in time when i wabo moved to birmingham alabama to record our second full length album and uh -huh. a after being there for like a few weeks i was like what the f are we doing <laughs> like it was nice to have a place in the middle of nowhere for two weeks but after i was like so bummed after that for a while i remember when we really? were on our way to shoot a video we came to your house and it was just like what the f like there's no there's a wendy's like a mile from your house and yeah. that was it like that yeah. was it <laughs> yeah it was it was like the big we moved from Shreveport, Louisiana to there, and I was like, Shreveport sucks. We got to get out of here. And then w when I showed up there, I was like, they got good weed, allegedly, but everything <laughs> else is terrible. Take me back yeah. to Shreveport. So, <laughs> See, I, I'm, maybe... I'm all about the, the small town life because like, the, to get fast food, we have to drive like 20 minutes. And so yeah. we just don't get fast food. Oh, nice. <laughs> you just live yeah. off the land. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> garden. Yeah. <laughs> You got a garden? A big, big garden, yeah. We did nice. uh, everything. It, mainly my wife. I don't do any of that kind of stuff. <laughs> but she, uh, <laughs> nice. her, they did corn, tomatoes, <laughs> peppers, watermelons. Um, Dude, corn's sick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did all sorts of stuff. And we had um, like 25 chickens and all that kind of good stuff. Damn. So. That's wow, dope. you're just living the good life out in the middle of nowhere. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Way yeah. to do it. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I just was talking crap about it, but now it sounds amazing to it me. Does. So especially <laughs> if you're like out there jamming some riffs, writing your own album, and then just like living off the land. Right. You're like the, you're like the equivalent of like metalcore Paul Bunyan. <laughs> and the beard is getting a little metalcore Amish. We'll call it metalcore right. Amish. We shop a lot at the Amish store. Actually, they have they have a lot of good stuff there. Hell yeah! yeah. So, another thing we like to talk about on this show 
is nerdy shit. Ooh, um, nerdy. I'm a, I'm a huge uh, nerd for action figures. That's why I kind of mm-hmm. chose what I chose for Fuzz over here. His little Jar Jar Binks. Fuzz is actually a sneakerhead. He just really? I I was uh, I was just asking about Nikes. Like, yo, I'm I'm in the market for some Nikes. You know, I gotta I gotta eventually get me a Nike hat and uh, the fucking the windbreaker. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and so like I'm gonna start with some shoes. And he's like, well, what you want? What you like? And then I was like. Uh, some Air Maxes. And he's like, okay, well, come in the room. Come in the shoe room with me. <laughs> and he just started pulling out boxes of shoes that he's never even worn. No, he- some of them have been worn. <laughs> some of them have been worn. And he's like, the oh, really dude. expensive ones that don't get worn are in the room. Oh, so really? I know, you know, if anybody breaks in, they can have that shit. They can't have the ones that are actually worth <laughs> yeah. a lot of money. No, but on the he, other side of the house. He literally pulled out like five pairs of shoes and was just like, here's all the different kinds of Air Maxes. And, you know, you really need to decide which kinds you want <laughs> for these <laughs> situations. Gotta, so <laughs> how they look with pants, how they look yeah. with shorts, it's very important. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Johnny, what what nerdy things do you like to do? We've already talked about some video games, you know, or and you could also elaborate on that, but let us hear it. Yeah, I mean, I was I was always a big time gamer like my whole life. Um, but over the course of the past I the thing that got me away from video games was especially online games. I always played competitive stuff. Um, was just how toxic it is all the time. Everyone's so oh, yeah. angry like perpetually yeah. and mm-hmm. i was like i'm just trying to chill like so the only game i'll play now is runescape which i've been playing since 2001 um okay <laughs> yeah but i uh i kind of got i replaced video games with bowling um <gasps> and so bowling. yeah bowling is also probably the nerdiest sport that someone can do um yeah. but Bro, I'm I, all about sports that like you don't have to be in peak physical physical condition yeah, to exactly, get dude. on board with. So, yeah, B- bowling is what the what I really I really dove into it. I started actually after or during our last tour that we did. I kind of went to a bowling alley, me and my merch guy and my wife, and I looked up a video of like how to curve a ball, and then yeah. I started diving into all these videos while on tour that I, before I even bowled, I like knew all the details of like all the little things about bowling. I was just sitting there for like the last three weeks of tour, just watching bowling videos and everyone thought I was crazy, but (laughs) I went home and uh, my wife got really annoyed about it because it's all I could talk about um, (laughs) even before getting into it. And I like bought, all the stuff that I would need, like all the top end gear. I was like, I'm going deep. And, uh, for a good, like six months, we were there probably four times a week, maybe more. <laughs> um, nice. and cause the thing that caught my attention about it, about bowling is there's actually a ton to it. Um, like you don't throw the curve just to look cool. You throw it because the curve allows you to hit at like an op, uh, like optimal entry angle to the pins so the ball rolls through a proper way to take out all the pins right and uh, deflect pins in the right way and whatnot and then it's like just in your throw alone there's speed rotation um you know how much loft you get on the ball how fast you approach the lane there's like so many little details that you have to change 
at all times. Right. And then well, uh, also the ho- like a hook is always going to be more powerful than a jab. You know what I mean? So if you're exactly just, it's like, <laughs> that's, that's what I that's what I kind of picture. Yeah, when you're talking about this. Exactly. And it, it, it really does create a lot of momentum, especially with the way the balls are designed. And then the balls all do different things that you have to think about. And then also the big one that people really don't see with bowling is that there's oil on the lane. Um, mm-hmm. And then that oil, as you're throwing balls down, just gets like torn apart, gets moved, gets pushed to the side. So mm-hmm. as you're throwing, you have to Per, like perpetually adjust yourself and your speed and your ball and your approach and all this stuff, your rotation mm-hmm. to adjust for this oil that's getting changed up the whole time. You know, you're like digging a rut in the lane of the oil that's changing like all the time. But then you're also bowling with four or five other people in the same lane in a tournament. So they're mm-hmm. doing the same thing. It's actually like really, really in depth and, um, hard <laughs> nice. and i just dove like super head first into it now i've been bowling for about a year and three months and um i'm actually tomorrow's the last night of my first league and i've been winning about a hundred bucks a week in my league um Hi. like profit and been doing tournaments all over the place like i went down to houston for a tournament even so oh, yeah nice. I've, yeah bowling's like my <laughs> thing now besides music What's your average? Uh, I it depends on the place you're bowling at because that's another detailed thing. Is like some bowling alleys are harder to bowl at than others because the lane material they use and the oil they use and all this stuff. There's so many things that go into it. But at my main place I bowl, I average about like two fifteen to two twenty, depending. Yeah, well, I'm a I'm a huge athlete guy. I love sports yeah. and and sports that I was never good at. Whenever I got into it, I was like, you know, you got to be the best. Mm-hmm. And it started with ping pong with these guys. Yeah. I was never good yeah. at ping pong. Then I became the best. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's and been then- a it's been a weird <laughs> battle with this guy because like we, you know, he, me, and some of the guys met, and then he kind of came along afterwards. But we would have our things like, oh, we we play ping pong, and that, you know, and we've went to the bar and schooled people before, and blah blah blah. <laughs> And my buddy Lee especially was like, um, the guy. And then Fuzz yeah, came in and just like I worked learned, his I way learned. to the top. But, <laughs> but the reason I'm going into this is that a couple of our friends bowled uh, three yeah. nights a week because yeah. uh, they uh-huh. had dollar game night. And I was yep. like, man, I don't know how to bowl. So I did the same thing you did. And I was just yeah. like, I got to get good at this. And I did. And at, at the, I haven't played in a while, but like. I was averaging right about 185 to 200, give or take, yeah. every time we played. And it's mm-hmm. it, I had to get good at it because it's just I've always been a good athlete. Hell, I had college uh-huh. scholarship offers, all that bullshit. But I had to get good at bowling, so it's awesome to see other people get into it because bowling is seriously one of the funnest things to do. Like it is, it is so much more fun than just like I don't even know. It's I have I miss bowling. I haven't been this whole year because of the the pandemic. I see. I yeah. like I. I like bowling, but then there's always been like, okay, so like one game, yeah, that's tight. And then you get to the end of two games and you're like, okay, I'm getting kind of tired, guys. And then the guys are like, well, we paid this much. We might as well just get a third game out of it. And you're, and then I was like, my arm hurts, guys, and I'm not yeah. as good as y'all, so I don't give a shit. Like my, my competitive you know, personality is like... I gave it a shot, guys, and you guys are really confident, and I 
fucking don't care. So, so then I would just opt out and be like, I'll, I'm going to get a beer. You guys finish that third game. Bowling so. is actually yeah. very in- intensive on your body, especially like whenever you very first start. Like I was bowling so much right off the bat. Like I had to stop for a couple weeks because I couldn't close or open my hand. And oh, yeah. like my, my knee was hurting, my my hip was hurting, everything. Like You're bowling, just getting old, that's all that was. Yeah, yeah, true. Now now my practice sessions I do like like fifteen games or so, maybe even more. And uh I'm freaking drenched wow, in sweat when damn. I do because I'm bowling by myself just and so it's it's serious. I love it. And it's one thing I loved about that it too is, so is that it's it's not a team sport, you just do it yourself and you know you have to adjust yourself and it's all on you and you can improve you don't have to right. rely on other people and uh there's some a serious freaking amount of money in it like even in local amateur bowling a serious amount of money like nice. every weekend in the kansas city area they're like still even during coven there's like three tournaments in the area all for like a grand or two Damn. hell yeah what size ball you use uh i was using 16 for a minute but now 15 just oh, to yeah, man I started yeah, with 15, 15 and that's ball. all I can use. 16, you got to be a man to throw a 16. 16 was a bit much. I was I was doing 16 just because I, um, honestly, I, I throw the ball a lot harder than what a lot of people do. And so I was actually trying to use a 16 to put a little more weight on it so I can grow, like catch in the oil like right. better and, and to slow myself down a little bit. But I just said F it went back down to 15. So. <laughs> nice. And yeah. one thing, one side effect was... In my right arm, we measured it one day, both in my forearm and my bicep was like an inch, 1.75 inches bigger than my left arm. <laughs> like huge So you're calling it bowling. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it wasn't easy. Mine looked else. like that too when I was in eighth grade. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For some reason, once I hit puberty, my arm just got dropped. That was huge. I'm built different. You know what I mean? <laughs> um. But that's super sick. Do you uh, have any favorite bowling movies then? Ooh. Bowling movies? Yeah. Um, I there's essentially like one main one, Kingpin. I haven't even watched it yet. <laughs> I mean, I the it. Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski. I mean, yeah. Yeah. We started. I have Walter that one. tattooed on my thigh for Christ's sake. He's really? my spirit animal. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> John He's Goodman my spirit did that animal. too, right? Yeah, he's Walter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I love that dude so much. Yes. Yeah, we King need to watch Big Lebowski and Kingpin. Yeah, I haven't seen it because my best friend Sean, whenever he found out I was into bowling, he's like, "We got to watch Kingpin. You can't watch it without me." And that was like a year ago. And we watched it. <laughs> 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 oh, your, dude. your your wife or your girlfriend can say that, but whenever it's a, t- a homie. You're just, you know, you're like, I'll wait for a little while, but there has to be in the con- in the contract somewhere. If you haven't come over and watched this with me in a certain amount of weeks or a month, <laughs> I'm fucking right. watching yeah, it. Yeah, gotta watch. <laughs> so true. Oh goodness. But yeah, okay. So aside from bowling and and uh, music and, and music, what else you got? You got anything else? Um, I, I guess the. Besides those things, like I just had a baby, so there's really not much I do besides congratulations, uh, oh, yeah, congratulations, the wife, baby, and bowling. That's that's my thing. It's <laughs> <laughs> all but I got. <laughs> bowling the baby, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, do you do you have a ball? Do you have your own ball? Oh, I got like eleven. It's it's not a joke <laughs> anymore. It's bad. 
This is legit. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. And the, well, one thing I'm, uh, of course, because the way I work with um, branding and being in the music industry and streaming world and all that, I immediately was trying to get sponsored. And I did mm. through nice. uh, one of the uh, bigger ball companies called Motive. And we're actually doing an official release of a Browning jersey through the bowling ball company. That's and so dude, we're doing a collab. So and then on the next tour, we worked this out before COVID. We we thought that we were going to be touring this year. But um, on my next tour, I'm doing officially sponsored meet and, bowling meet and greets through this company, Motive Bowling. Dude, that and is amazing. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So fans are going to come out uh, to, I'm going to book these events at like the nearest bowling alleys to all the venues. And we're going to, they're going to have demo sets where people can try like their high end balls. And then we're just going to hang out, listen to metal and bowl on these bowling meet and greets. Dude, that's amazing. Dude, I would get one just to come bowling with you if you went oh, to yeah. Dallas. Do you have like yeah, a we're super... doing a browning ball and everything. We're we're going all in on it. That's so sick, dude. Have you ever seen Mystery Men? No. Okay, well, that's like one of my favorite 90s movies that's like before action or before superhero movies came about. It was like uh-huh. one of those old school like satirical superhero movies where it's just like about the dumb comedy or whatever. But Janine Garofalo was a character called, I think she was just the bowler or whatever, but her dad apparently was like the, like the shit at bowling. And then they, he was like taken out by like the mob or whatever the group is that are the bad guys Mm -hmm. or whatever. But then they put his skull in a ball. So like, so she throws the ball and it like does what it wants because it's like, her her dad her dead dad's head who was a bowler so she could like freaking throw it through the air and shit but it was a sick (laughs) ball like when she brought it out it was like it's like a clear a clear red ball with the skull inside it was sick do you have anything like that they actually sell those um there's a company that makes a bunch of custom balls like that and they sell one with a skull in the inside of it i wonder if it's from that movie probably probably dude that was a sick movie yeah that was like that was like a Ben Stiller, one of his first bigger movies. Oh, yeah. We've been watching a lot of Ben Stiller movies. Like I said, we've been getting a lot of DVDs from family and stuff, and everyone right. gets rid of their Ben Stiller movies. And so, <laughs> like, he's never I done. Mean, a bad he's one. never done a bad movie. Yeah. Go watch every yeah. one of his movies. He has never done a yeah. bad movie. I mean, Tropic Thunder is ridiculous. Tropic Thunder is crazy. And oh, uh, so we just we talk about movies a lot too. Yeah, but yeah, but you know what? What's you said? You got a lot of of DVDs from. Uh huh. So of those that you've been, you know, going through lately, what what are some of your favorite ones that you just so happen to end up with? We are um, currently we watch a lot of SpongeBob with the baby, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but nice. SpongeBob is so perfect for all generations. It really is the right. Because you have all these different characters that each person can relate, relate to. Like kids relate to SpongeBob. The normal, like working, like adult relates to Squidward. They hate their job. They hate all the annoying kids. And then you have the people that relate to Mr. Krabs, you know, out there trying to make money and run a business. And it's like, it, there's a character for each person out there to relate to. So it's just, it's so watchable no matter who you are and what age you are. Totally. Perfect. Yeah. And we've, uh, we did a really big dive into a bunch of anime 
because uh, we've never, neither of us have ever been much into anime. <laughs> right. But One Punch Man is like the perfect like entry anime. I feel I've always been it's told funny. Yeah, I love it. Th- that it's just like it's like a spoof on yeah on superheroes. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's jo- always it jokes on it. Like it's right. um, it's a really cool anime, but it also makes fun of the fact that like there's these crazy fight scenes, and then he just like can punch something and it's done <laughs> and you know it's going to be the outcome no matter what but it's still right. you know it's it's just hilarious it's a hilarious show and That's actually awesome. the browning's biggest song right now carnage is written about one punch man because there's some deeper meaning in it it's like <laughs> he he struggles with the fact that it's so easy like he he struggles with the fact that he doesn't fear anything and that he like never has adrenaline rushes because he knows he can just you know, destroy everything. Mm. And so like, he really has a lot of like mental issues because he doesn't fear death. He doesn't fear anything. He doesn't feel anything. And so it's like, I think there's some deeper meaning there. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and yeah. you, I know you told me that you don't have, you know, y- your internet is, you're in a bad spot for internet and mm-hmm. everything, but invincible lately. It's pretty sick. Lately has, it's been a huge thing. I, I didn't, I was one of the people, no one ever told me about it. I just like, was like, what's this? I'm going to watch it. And have you, have you watched Invincible? I haven't. It's kind of like what you were just saying. Like they're brutal animated show on on Amazon prime. It's brutal. It is on prime. So yes. Um, but like the main, there's a couple of main characters, but like the main characters, dad is like just nothing nothing phases him nothing he fears mm-hmm. nothing and you get put in a situation where you really have to like fear the fact that that guy is not afraid of anything yep. and nothing will ever touch him. like nothing will ever <laughs> f- with him you know what i mean so uh-huh. if you get I think a chance that sounds like one we would like because she uh especially really prefers like the darker animes so like attack on titan and you know yeah. there was one we watched called uh, Black Clover, and there's she really likes the darker ones, and so do I. So, Invincible with the that's what it's that's it, right? Brutal, Dude, it is brutal. Uh, the season finale came out like a couple weeks ago, and I still just cannot. Like it's it's a different. So so I've been watching like some you know Marvel stuff, like Falcon and the Winter Soldier just came out, and of course uh-huh. in 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 movies like that they're gonna reveal some things, and you're gonna be like what like jaw dropping <laughs> moment, and right. then I would watch Invincible afterwards, uh-huh. and I would be like two times the amount of what the yeah. f- <laughs> just happened, like because right. it's also it's also like a rated R cartoon to so where to where like heads explode heck yeah and like yeah, yeah i'm all so. about that i love it <laughs> right i definitely promote that uh you should yeah. check that out i will we can we can stream some stuff it's like because uh, out in rural places the literally i'm talking to you guys using the hotspot on my phone that's like the only <laughs> internet i got <laughs> and so we can hotspot to the tv in just a certain amount of month i think we're gonna have to get that Starlink stuff from elon musk he's doing uh, he's been shooting satellites in space and is having the best rural <laughs> internet. Like he, he says within the next like two years, you'll be able to have gigabyte internet in the Sahara desert. So, Dang. um, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm, so I'm all about hero. that. He I love that dude. Hero. He's, he's, uh, he's the man of anyone that's 
pushing humanity into the future. He's like the only person. <laughs> and he's against robots. Yeah, I respect that because he's yeah. against robots. So what are you, uh, so I I've seen that you do streaming stuff, uh, but uh-huh. I don't really know like the details or anything like that. What what all do you do when you stream? So I started streaming uh, whenever I started writing my last album called Geist, and um, I was in a, at a point in my life where it was really hard for me to work on music, and so but I had to get this record done, and so I started using streaming as the thing that made me responsible for having to get on and write music so yeah, like everybody's str- watching like yeah, all eyes on I you streamed the writing <laughs> process of of the, my whole last two albums and Dang. because it was basically like i have to get on every day and stream writing or and i have to write and so that's what i used streaming for initially and it just i started um a long time ago it's been uh, actually, it was before the last album that I started doing it uh, during a touring cycle. Um, but yeah, I started streaming like six years ago now or so. I've I've like like five year subs showing up on my channel now, which is Damn. crazy to think about that it's been that big of a part of my life. Um, but yeah, it's basically just full on um, music creation because it made me um, responsible for needing to do it. But then once I finished streaming uh, or writing my records. I had nothing to do but sit there and play RuneScape and listen to metal. <laughs> so <Right. laughs> that's basically what it was like. Uh, RuneScape, there's no other game like it. I don't know if have either of you guys played RuneScape. Mm-mm. No, I'm not a video game guy. I, yeah, I'm, I am. So I'm a video game guy, but it's like specific styles uh-huh. of games. Like, like I do fighting games, so it's like uh, Mortal Kombat. That's my dog uh-huh. and my daughter. I'm sorry if you hear that. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> My daughter is <laughs> laughing and yelling right now. The dog's going nuts. <laughs> but, uh, so I'm like a Mortal Kombat guy. I mean, I like a bunch gotcha. of other fighting games, but it seems like, you know, some of those aren't up to date. Like, they don't put as uh-huh. much into it as Mortal Kombat has been doing. Right. And yeah, then RuneScape I'm, has been the game I've just been playing forever. I started in 2001, and it's just... But why I got back into RuneScape again after quitting after like a few years was because, like I said, everyone was just toxic all the time on every game. And in RuneScape, you just sit there and you cut trees for, you know, literally a month straight. And so (laughs) it's like, there's nothing toxic about it. And so it was perfect. The perfect thing for streaming because everyone on my stream was all Browning fans. So Mm. they didn't give a crap. If I was a good at a game or they didn't give a crap what I was doing. They just cared to sit there and talk to me. And so right. literally all my stream was besides writing music was people watching me like sit there and mine a rock for eight hours while we listen to metal. <laughs> right. And so, <laughs> but it, like, it was awesome because it was just full on interaction with the, with the fans. But now like I'm so close to so many of them that like we all meet up in person on tour, like everyone comes out and we just, we even had a thing where, like, five people in Germany all uh, came to one show and they traveled around together and they started going to festivals and they met on my stream, and so it's like, nice. it's such a cool thing to bring people together, you know, like that, that cool. on the internet. Yeah, that's yeah. really badass. But yeah, the uh, some of the other games I like to play are like, a, you know, like third person adventure, but uh, and horror games. I like horror games. So horror the games, new, yeah. the new Resident Evil part eight yeah. is coming out this oh, with week the slutty zombies yeah with the with the nine foot tall big titty vampire chicks uh but 
<laughs> but we know where you'll be. Am I right? I really want to stream. Like I want to get back into streaming. Uh-huh. Um, I, I didn't have, it was like the beginning of COVID. I did it every week for like, you know, a few months, but I just, I really want to do it and I want to stream Resident Evil and just like, be like yeah. up. So, the scary games do really well on Twitch. I, I did some like, um, like, uh, spooky game nights, you know? Yeah. And, uh, it was, I did, I streamed all the Outlast games and the DLC. Like, Damn. have you played Outlast? Those are, uh, did you play them all alone? I, I've played them all. Yeah. Oh, man. That's honestly, that game is terrifying. <laughs> it's intense, dude. Like, I yeah. I didn't know what to go into uh, or what it was going to be all about going into it, but mm. I played it all in one sitting. That's anytime I play a single player game, that's how I have to do it. Damn. And so I did it. I think I beat it in like six hours. But to be that, like, I don't know. Because the, the, what's so sick about that game is there's no fighting back. You're just helpless. You're just running. Right. Yeah, you're just hiding. (laughs) And there's no other game that's like that. You don't have an option but to just run. And to be so involved for six hours of just running for your life, like, by the end of it, my chest, I I straight up felt my chest, like, pressure that I've never felt before. No, I, for (laughs) sure. I I love playing scary games like that, like, you know, Resident Evil, uh, Silent Uh Hill, like, things like that. But I've always had to take breaks. Like, if I get through an intense part and I get, and I, you know, I wrap up the section and then it's back to like, back to like calm. I like have to go and eat like a cheese sandwich and like, (laughs) (laughs) like, yo, my, my biggest problem with a lot of scary games is there's too many puzzles for me, you know? Cause whenever I game, I'm like all fast paced, you know, I'm playing counter strike or whatever, except for runescape Uh that doesn't count. Right. But uh, <laughs> uh, with anything else, is all super intense. And that's the thing about Outlast is there's no chill, like, the whole game, you know? Right. For and sure. I just loved it. Because, yeah, I tried doing Resident Evil, but you put me in a puzzle that takes 15 minutes, and I'm just brain dead by, like, <laughs> right. three minutes into it. <laughs> which, which Resident Evil did you play? Uh, I tried... I want to say uh, seven, but I, I there's so many numbers, I can't tell you which one it was. <laughs> right, right. So seven. It, it came out like maybe like four years ago, five years was ago. Was it the maybe. first person one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was seven. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that one's pretty dope. I, I mean, I'd give it. A, there were the some re- real scary moments in the beginning. Yeah. Is this the one with yeah. the redneck redneck family that you they yes. trap you in? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That one is pretty definitely intense. But I would say if you're gonna get into some Resident Evil, Resident Evil Two, the remake was like the mm-hmm. best of all time that one resident evil 2 remake yes that one took everything that was the original resident evil 2 and then redesigned it as like more of an action game because it was pretty clunky and and then kept it survival horror you know what i mean so it's still Mm -hmm. like it's flu it's more fluid now and you got the over the shoulder you know shooter but then mm-hmm. you have like these intense moments where you're like, you think you're like all good. And then all of a sudden there's like a zombie popping out of the closet and you're <laughs> like, what the hell? So <laughs> yeah. my, my wife's all about it. She wants to really play more of the scary games. And so we have to do that. The, like I had her play the first 10 minutes about last and just so I could record her like getting jump scared. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it worked. It was hilarious. But the, there's something about these scary games. They're always using like, scary rednecks because outlast did it too 
grew up with scary rednecks, dude. They're terrifying. Yeah, rednecks oh, yeah. on meth right. are some of the scariest things in the world. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I grew up in. Yeah, I grew up with you'll never know is it a zombie or is it meth? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's. I mean, it's pretty well the same thing, really. Yeah, where I grew up, meth grew on trees. Like, oh, so it was ridiculous. We've got no. We got one with no teeth coming up. What is it? Yep. Is it zombie? Is it meth? Man, woman, <laughs> zombie. I don't know. Meth, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's just the the unpredictability. You never know right. what they're gonna do. Yeah, that's so, but yeah, that's meth does that. Right, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Definitely, a hundred percent. Check out Resident Evil Two remake. It'll. I okay. think it'll. Yeah, I think it'll like you know it'll spark your interest for Resident Evil again yeah. because the, because it's the type of game that evolved into like something that everyone kind of hated and then they went back you know they took uh-huh. a step back and and reinvented it so so uh-huh. the, that remake really did it for me but there's one that we have that uh, I got at a family video was closing near me and I was surprised to see it on the shelf as a game called Agony. That is apparently banned in a few countries, and I've watched some videos on it because people make the scariest game ever banned in countries, and they're mm. you know like demon babies like flying around and naked <laughs> demons and all that kind of stuff, wieners right. and crap. So um, we're gonna <laughs> have to we're gonna have to play that one. We haven't done it yet though. Hell yeah! All right, man. Uh, so we've been going for a while, and thank you for coming on. Thank you very much, man. Of course, yeah. Don't need again. to go bowling. <laughs> Do it, dude. I, yeah, I I love it. Hey, if you, I mean, if you make it down to like Austin area or even North Texas, I'll come up here and yeah, we can on. hang out and Heck yeah, go bowling. There's a lot of bowling tournaments in Texas, so yes. I'll be down. Hell there. yeah, the, the leagues here in Denton, where we are right now, is ridiculous. Heck yeah, and uh, you know, when, once you get some tour going on too, yeah. I would I would yeah. love to to hang out when you guys come to the Austin area. And you have a place Austin's stay. always one of the best markets, and they got the best uh, vegan burgers there. So I'm all about it. I'm ready. I'm ready for it to Thank start. You. I know that. So come and take it live is mm-hmm. start starting shows again. They're starting yeah. to do events and shows. And next week they have midget wrestling, and I think I might go to that. I'm in. So <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I'm, I'm excited. People are getting it started again because it's about time. And I mean, it's um, you know. It, so many people are out there vaccinated and here soon hopefully people are just comfortable and because i mean there's i'm interested to see how many bands stay at home and how many bands want to tour again right and so it's gonna I'm, be awesome though I'm, I'm ready for it dude i want everybody to go get vaccinated so we could just do this damn thing I'm you know what i mean it. right <laughs> first uh, about six shows out of the gate i'm killing everybody dude. i'm punching everybody in the face yeah <laughs> i know i know some people that are kind of like oh i'm hesitant man you know and i'm like well uh you know the, it, apparently what is it live nation they they're put they're doing the they're doing deftone shows and i read a thing that was saying they really? could potentially say because I have Deftone tickets that got postponed for the year, so mm-hmm. I think it's in August or something mm-hmm. like that. But I was like, dude, I read a thing, and it said that they could potentially say you need proof of vaccination before you even come to their uh-huh. shows. <sighs> and so I was like, guys. But they're big time, though. Yeah. They can do shit like that. Most, That's true. Most, most club venues That's are going to do stuff like that. You but know? still, I think it's a pretty even trade for the safety of America to like oh, do yeah. that, to just to go get to see their favorite band, Deftones. You know what I mean? <laughs> Gotta see it. <laughs> right. 
All right, well, Johnny, awesome. give give everybody a plug. You know, like tell them where to find you on Twitch. Tell them where to find the band and all that stuff. Uh, everything I do on the internet is all Johnny FX, and then um, yeah, Browning Record is going to be. Um, I'm turning it in here probably within the next week or so, and so be looking for that. Because um, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy music. I I'm kind of going away from the structure i feel like every band's like partially just trying to sound like rock now and so i'm going away from rock and roll structure i'm going away right. from all that stuff i want to break the meta that is music currently and Do so it. i'm just doing it so it's gonna yeah, it's gonna awesome. be sick can't wait yep. to hear it man <laughs> me yeah. too dude and we we have a quarantine band and it's straight up 2007 metalcore like with weird structures and no rules just just play good stuff surprise people metal should be sick it's sick not being on a label we can literally do whatever we want so thank you it's pretty awesome yeah and you know i'm the universal and i do whatever i want anyways (laughs) oh shit wow fancy with your label deal let's in on that (laughs) hey deal i got the hookup (laughs) holla if you hear me (laughs) all right right, well thank you very much for coming on man seriously yeah i appreciate talking to you after several years of thinking that you were like talking a bunch of bullshit like i'm really (laughs) upset that i didn't reach out sooner and you do that to a lot of people i feel like we have this conversation on here quite a bit that's not true who else did i do that to (laughs) do we really want to go into that right now I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're probably right, but I, I, I can't right, think of anyone. But right I'm not. Now, but... I'm not going to go into that. But well, I'm always you know. down to kick it and go. Bowling. Okay, cool. Well, if you're ever so. in North Texas or Austin area, hit us up, man. It'd We're be, there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. And uh, right. guys, if guys, if you like the content, you want to say what's up to us. You want to have like personal conversations with us. What hit us up at worshipattributenerd at gmail dot com. Do it. Or you could add me personally. I hate ghosts is my IG, and Michael Rickshaw Martin is my Facebook. Hit me up. Do it. I'd tell you mine, but I don't. I don't even know my my handles on the internet <laughs> i know where your I'm, handles are right i'm, I'm on right your, here on, yeah, your hips. on my hips <laughs> no i think it has fuzz in it somewhere so that's all i got so all right well thank you johnny thank you yep. very much man right, peace see you later nerds yeah.